Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. This one verse has been in my mind so much today that I've got to the point where I'm bursting and uh, I have to speak about it simply because it's like the Holy Spirit has been burning something into my mind and yet it's probably the one verse in the Bible that's preached more than any other. (laughs) Anyway, the verse is, it's from John 3, and it's John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, most of you that are listening to this are already Christians, but I hope that some, I'm going to answer a question. Because to me, as I've been meditating on this, meditating on this and praying over it all morning, I've... I've come to a conclusion, and the conclusion that I've come to is that usually our preachers, and myself included in this, have taken this verse out of context. I can surprise you a little bit. But you see, what's happening with me at the moment is that um, while I'm at home and spending time more in the Scripture, that I'm able to analyze things a lot more. And in actual fact, this verse shouldn't be taken out of context simply because it was given in answer to a question. This verse, more than anything else, because when you look at John chapter 3 and the first verse, it says quite clearly uh, a Pharisee, a leading Pharisee, Nicodemus, who was actually one of the rulers of the Jews. So in other words, he w- maybe he'd been in the Sanhedrin, I don't know. It's simply that he was a very high-ranking Jew. And he comes to Jesus um, at night because he didn't want to be seen. <laughs> he was a little bit afraid because of his position. And he said to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, but no man can do these miracles that you do unless God is with him. So in actual fact, John 3.16 is the major point of the answer to Nicodemus. You see, Nicodemus is coming to Jesus, and at this point early in his ministry, Yes, already a number of the disciples have joined, but in actual fact, it's in the early part of the ministry. And yet Nicodemus is saying, look, teacher, we know you are a teacher and that God is with you because of the miracles. You see, the whole question is that Nicodemus at this point is not recognizing Jesus as the Son of God, and the whole of the answer that's given is really because of this question, which is only regarding Jesus as a teacher, maybe as a prophet, as a miracle worker, no more. And you know, really what I'm seeing is this, 
that one of the problems, even in some so-called churches, and certainly amongst people who are not Christian, is the question that people, I mean, in the world today, most people, of course they know Jesus, they celebrate Easter and Christmas, they don't fully understand it, but they recognize it's all connected with Jesus. But they don't realize any more than Nicodemus did who Jesus really is and why he came. And so what I'm trying to do is open this up so that you can understand that this, which I've normally treated just as a basic statement, was not a basic statement. It really was part of the answer that Jesus was giving to Nicodemus. So what Jesus says is this, he, not the preacher, he, Jesus is saying, for God so loved the world. Now immediately that opens something up because I know that in the world, down through history, and particularly in the olden times, there were so many gods Look, the Egyptians had countless gods, fought wars over them and, and so on, and uh, Tutankhamun, I think, was, uh, was finally killed or whatever because he, he was trying to uh, crystallize belief in one god, whereas they had many. And uh, even, even Paul, when he was in Athens, recognized the Greeks had 99 different gods. You read, when, when Paul is speaking um, on Mars Hill, and I've been there dozens of times. I used to take tourists there, and in fact, I went quite recently just to pray back there. And what I understand is this, even Paul recognized that there are so many gods. He said, look, you are uh-uh, superstitious. Now, I, I, for example, I can say that I was once in India. I've only once gone to evangelize in India. I said, Lord, do I go? And the Lord says, why not? I went and I said, thank you, Lord, I'm not called to India. <laughs> but while I was there, I was quite amazed because I saw the worship of the gods and how many, and when I began to question how many gods, <laughs> Somebody almost suggested there are as many gods in India as there are people, but it's not quite that bad. But they certainly have hundreds, if not thousands, of gods. So the whole question is this. When Paul was in Athens, he said, you, you are superstitious, not religious. And so much of so-called worship is superstition, not even religion and certainly no knowledge of the reality of God. Why, they had gods for everything, gods for war, gods for peace, gods for fortality. Oh, <laughs> coast without, not, well, they had 99. And yet they were so superstitious that the Athenians, for fear of offending an unknown god, which would have meant they'd lose the war or, or the crops wouldn't flourish and so on. They actually had an altar which was called to the unknown God. And Paul begins his preaching there by saying, look, you've got all these gods, they don't mean anything, but I'm going to declare to you the one to you whom to you is unknown. And he preached Christ. 
So you understand that what Jesus is saying here, he is identifying God. But he's identifying God in a very strong way because he said God so loved. Now, of all the gods in the world, if you look in history, everyone was identified with something like fertility or peace or humanity and so on. Only one God right through history has been identified as a God of love. And also, not only a God of love, but a God who so loved. And to me, the strong emphasis must be not just God loved, but God so loved that he gave. And he so loved the world that he gave. And what did he give? He gave his only begotten son. Now, this is so significant because what Jesus is saying is that God as his father gave as a ransom to buy us back from the world. So Jesus was sent or given as a ransom to buy us back to God. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits.